Welcome to What Do You Understand, brought to you by Global Partners for Development. I'm your host, Rhea Pullen, and together we'll explore the world of philanthropy and development, confronting global disparities and the impacts of our collective efforts. Joining me is my co-host, Daniel Casanova, the Executive Director of Global Partners for Development. So, are you ready to question what you understand? Let's dive right in. Today, we're joined by Lorraine Maluka, CEO and founder of Malaika. In this episode, we explore the intersection of technology and maternal health. Lorraine shares her insights on the challenges pregnant women face in East Africa and the innovative solutions Malaika is implementing to transform their experiences. We will discuss real-world impacts and a vision for a healthier future for mothers and children in Kenya. So, like, what did you, do you have, do you have children? Yes, um, I'm a mom of two boys. Um, Yeah, so the first one just turned six, and the second one, to get this right, yeah, the second one just uh, turned uh, four. So yes, I've been through the pregnancy journey twice. Yeah, (laughs) same here, same here. I have two, because I have a six and a ten-year-old, yeah. Oh, nice. Great (laughs) joys and great pains. Oh, it's a lot. Yes, Uh that no one prepares you for, you know. Well, Um, being a full-time working mom, you know, that's the whole other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like that's, is that part of like what's driven you to do your work? Cause you're a medical doctor. Yeah. You know, having uh, been a medical doctor and always really um, from the time that I was in med school, I knew I wanted to work with um, women mm-hmm. and pregnant women for this. My reasons, I mean, I'm very passionate obviously about maternal mortality, but I also just love good outcomes, you know? Yeah. So in terms of like the whole spectrum, I mean, you rotate through several uh, spaces and you really get to see um, that pregnant women are mostly happy yeah. and, you know, happier when you give them uh, a baby who's also healthy. So this is me. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, my part of my driving force. And so having been in that space and then getting pregnant, you think you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then you start experiencing things and, um, you know, it's... It just really took me a moment to like think through, you know, all the times that a mom said, I, I'm experiencing this mm-hmm. and it's not in the science books. Yeah, it's not in the textbook. It's not there. And uh, you really get to to be as a space of humility, understanding. And um, yeah, for myself personally also, I did um, get some complications in my oh. pregnancies. Um, I got high blood pressure. Okay. I you know, unfortunately also bled quite a bit after. Okay. So, you know, it's such things that you, you then realize that, yeah, I mean, having the right support during this time is quite critical. Yeah. yeah. So that's partly why I um, embarked on this journey um, to really um, make the pregnancy journey safer. But I've also hired um, very close people to me, um, unfortunately uh, not survive. So. It, it was for me something that I said, there's more that I could possibly do. Right. And having the passion for digital health, as I mentioned previously, having worked in this space, um, being able to reach people who out ordinarily never see. I mean, I just knew that there should be something that can be worked out here. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, in sub Saharan Africa, it's too common of a story, right? People, women losing their lives and. It's, uh, yeah. If they're too far from the health facilities that they need or they don't have the type of facilities they need out there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's um, really a combination of several things. The story is, 
um, very unfortunate, as you said, common, yeah? And yeah. Um, having been in this space for a while, you get to see that at the time that you see the mom at the hospital, uh, for example, I worked in like the National Hospital, um, which is the referral center. And so you find that um, by the time she gets there and we actually are having uh, maternal mortality, it's really late. It's too late. Know, it's too yeah. late. So there's a lot more that can be done um, prior to this. And it's in that. There's a fact that um, one, there's the disturbance to the facilities. Um, there's also just an education piece. Mothers do not know what is normal? I mean, your body, right. your body changes, right? Like, so you're like, okay, fine, this must be some of the pregnancy stuff that I expect. But then there needs to be a line or there needs to be a marker that shows you that at this point, this is not normal. Mm -hmm. And so you probably need to seek care. So filling these gaps, it could really help as well. Right. And so when did you start your organization? So we actually started one and a half years ago. Okay. And um, yeah, we, I mean, the, the concept, came in during COVID, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So basically just take it. What can we be able to do that um, could change this? And so, um, yeah, one and a half years ago, we then uh, got in. I mean, I was uh, lucky enough to meet co-founders in this space who are also really passionate about um, maternal health. Um, and so we just uh, began and uh, had a pilot with moms, really getting to understand what are their needs? What is it that makes mothers not even adhere to the WHO guidelines, like going for the eight antenatal visits, having the three postnatal visits. So really understanding from their perspective and then now bringing in also the medical piece to see that we could be able to make this journey better. Very, very cool. Very so cool. tell us about your co-founder. You, you're, there's a co-founder. So tell us about your co-founder. Yes. So there are actually three uh, co-founders. Uh, the first one, he's Swiss. Okay. And um, he's actually been in the health space um, for a while. He's built um, three different um, health startups. The last one was uh, actually in fertility and uh, Ava, based here in the U.S. Oh. And so he was, um, yeah, he founded that and really got to see that even after the mothers get pregnant, there is something missing, right? The, the maternal health journey is quite um, uh, broken. So he's very interested in doing something um, in digital health and uh, has a best friend in Nairobi, Kenya. Okay. And so while okay. visiting there, <laughs> his best friend told him, hey, um, you know, this journey is also broken here. And, um, you know, there's people who are in um, this space uh, working in digital health, uh, maternal health, and we actually got connected um, yeah, okay. by a mutual uh, connection and started having this conversation. And then the other one is Kenyan, Kenyan lady, Isis. Uh, so he's Pascal. And so uh, she's, she's uh, founded one of the largest, um, actually it's the largest pregnancy and parentive community in uh, Kenya. Oh, wow. Man's village. Wow. So I'm really very, very passionate about, um, you know, good outcomes for pregnant moms mm -hmm. and uh, also their children, because this goes on, like, you know, the support was there all the way till the babies are, you know, more than five years old. Yeah. So she's one of my co-founders as well. And then the fourth one is Victor, who is our CTO. So he's been building uh, tech health, tech startups, and now has also been, I mean, also very passionate about um, the maternal journey from a personal um, experience. And so we, we were really happy to meet, come together and uh, build this. Yeah. Great. Yeah, you must be on a roller coaster. It's, it's interesting when things take off like that, because you must just like, 
Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure it's overwhelming. I'm sure it's overwhelming as well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it is. Um, yeah, you know, you 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 start and. Um, there's lots of learnings, as I said. Um, of course, there's what you know, what you conceptualize, and then there's what you learn. But it has been, um, yeah, it has been a very interesting one and a half years um, up till now, and still. I mean, every day there's something new. Yeah, my mom's a midwife. Oh, really? Yeah, I've, I grew. Uh, yeah, she, she's a nurse practitioner, and a midwife. But I grew up with midwife. I had a grandmother who was a midwife too. Hi. Um, and then, so like, I've, I've seen lots and lots of births, like from a young age and my, both my sister and I were born in our homes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's when my ch my mother delivered, um, my middle son wow. at our house, which is cool. That so, is cool. yeah. So do you, do you do, I, do you all do to work with midwives at all? And yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So midwives are actually at the core of what we are offering. And oh, great. this was actually, this is actually based on evidence yeah. right so we do know that um, pregnancy supported by nurse midwives are you know have been shown to have better outcomes mm -hmm. so it's in getting this um, sort of um, care there's like a no do gap right so we know it but implementation is not where it should be right, right. so <laughs> how did you say that again a no do gap a no do gap <laughs> I like that <laughs> I really like that a no do gap yeah like we know this but somehow it's just really not happening um, as it should, right? right. So um, it's about really um, getting this last midwives uh, the kind of support that they need and then ensuring that there's a linkage with the mouth. Yeah. And that's what is at the core of Malaika. So what we do is actually um, connect pregnant moms to a personal nurse midwife. I agree. And this is done um, digitally. Our front end is WhatsApp. So you are able to directly message your nurse midwife, have calls with your nurse midwife. We build this longitudinal uh, trusted relationship whereby whenever you have any questions, you get a reliable medical answer. But it's not only that, there's more to it. It's a personal touch. Exactly. Yeah. You actually get to know this person, trust this person, and um, we are seeing more than just the clinical piece, you know, a normal mm -hmm. consultation in a hospital would take like 10, 15 minutes. Exactly, and then right? you're out. Most of the times during the government sector, it's three minutes. Yep. And so you never get to talk about really what other factors that affect the pregnancy. We know there's mental health issues. We know there's intimate partner violence. So these are some of the things that we're seeing. And through our model, um, we now can offer all these other support. So the nurse midwife is at the first point. In case of any risks, she escalates this to the appropriate channel. This could be the gynecologist, this could be the psychologist, this could be the nutritionist. And just um, building this sort of support from the mom online, I mean, has really shown to be beneficial in, um, yeah. Oh, completely, yeah. And they'll be more in tune with what their bodies. I, I also had two deliveries by nurse midwives yeah. and I had them in my text phone. I'm like, you know, this is not feeling right. Yeah. And she knew, she's like, yeah, I will take you to the ER and I'll sit with you to get the test done because yeah. I went into early labor. And so she sat with me the whole time in the hospital, my nurse midwife. And, and it just does make such a difference when you have someone you know who's going to be with you through your whole journey yeah. and at the birth. Yeah. It's just, just being able to have that is so different than most traditional ways that yeah. um, pregnant moms are taken care of. Yeah. So how are, how are people finding and accessing, like how, how is your outreach to get people on this app? Yeah, so 
Very interesting because, I mean, this is um, a digital platform. Mm -hmm. And so we go out online. We realize that um, most pregnant women, where are they? So they are online. They are really looking for resources. So there's mm -hmm. Facebook. This has been one of the biggest uh, channels that we've been able to reach out to moms from. There's also Instagram. And then, um, as I mentioned, uh, co-founder ISIS, who built Moms Village, this big community. When we came together, we're also able to now have uh, moms from this community Great. joining Malaika. Where so. are they located? I'm curious, the Moms Village, where, where are the places? I and mean, you must have demographic. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, when we started off first, we were just really doing the recruitment in Nairobi. So Nairobi is the largest um, in terms of where moms are coming from, but we have that 48% of them are from Nairobi. And now we have uh, mothers from the rest of Kenya. So we now currently have moms from 40 counties wow. in the Malaika program. Oh, yeah, so a lot of them are, I mean, the Nairobi is still leading, but we are seeing growth. And really from very rural areas, you know, what year, like, you know, um, some parts of Kenya, which I also have never been to, but they are now here in the program having this support, yeah. We do work in Jakarta. Yeah. That's why I want to ask her there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Our uh, our program director, she's based in Kasumo. But she was uh, in Nairobi, and she traveled to Turkana, and she's like, I've never been here before. And it's so, she's like, this is my country, and it's so different. Yeah. She's like, this is so different than like the, the Kenya she knows, but she loves it. She just has fallen in love with the women in Turkana. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we sometimes as Kenyans rarely get to travel. You just be in the space yeah. where you work. So it's really nice to, I mean, and even for us, whenever we see, we're like, wow, we got someone from um, Trukata as well. Yeah. You know, Wajir, it's really a place on a map and it's not, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right, I'm going to ask you some questions. So we'll, and then we'll lead up to the what do you understand things. <laughs> yeah. Just so that so okay, you can, cool. like, as we go. So can you tell me about people that were are heroes for you? And maybe you can tell me too. Like one maybe that would be someone we might know or could look up online that's famous. That's like someone that inspires you and like why that is. But then maybe there's someone else that we don't know that's not like personally. The, the personal. And maybe you can tell us about them too and wow that is, you know, meaningful for you. Wow. Uh... But you can take your time. Yeah, yeah I mean I just wanna think through. I mean there's several um, you know, when, when you talk of heroes, I mean, obviously several people come to mind. I think of people who have um, defied circumstances and actually um, done things. Um, I'm, this is from when I was a child, because when I was a child, I was really, um, I knew I was going to become a journalist. Like, that's oh. what I knew I was going to oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and I knew I was going to have um, a talk show. So you can start guessing who I want. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, this is I'm sharper than all. Yeah, yeah. you from, I mean, my, my dad is a journalist. And, okay, okay, okay. and so I really wanted to be something on TV at some point. And um, yeah, no surprise, I said yes to <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously I'd say it was Oprah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's... Um, Amazing, like just over the years, I mean, it's like <laughs> fine wine, right? Getting better yeah. at age. And um, yeah, I mean, I think I was really inspired by what she was doing, um, the connections she's having, yeah. the, the reach that, you know, she has. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to date, of course, I still listen to her podcasts. And um, yeah, there's a lot of wisdom. Yeah. So yeah. I just think like what she has been able to do is really 
inspiring. Uh, yeah, and I'd say um, it's been, yeah, for me, it was just like seeing her do that and, you know, have all this audience and how amazing she was at it. It was something I was like, okay, I probably do something yeah. <laughs> great at some point um, in my life. So that, that, that would be one of the people that I would see, like from a young age, from that perspective of um, what, um, yeah, what, what do I think of a hero? And I mean, she's to the test of time she for has. me. Yeah, um, and then... Yeah, but then you grew up, so then you were like, you're like <laughs> then, then you're like, okay, then you're not that little girl that's gonna be a journalist. And I know, you somehow to be a doctor. you like became a doctor. Yeah. You don't have to talk to my daughter. I tell her, I'm like, you're gonna be a surgeon and a cellist. She's like, no, dad, I'm gonna <laughs> dance. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be a singer. I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like how, what do I need to do to get her to be a surgeon? Stop. <laughs> Let her keep dreaming to be yeah. a dancer and a singer. Then I'll become a dancer and a singer. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's adorable. <laughs> it is. So I'm trying to think of, um, yeah, maybe just uh, growing up and um, now really in my uh, career path, um, no. I would say, um, this is a difficult one. Yeah. 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 What about your father? Your father's a journalist. He must have been inspiring for you. Definitely. Yeah. Do you oh, like him? Love him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's, um, I mean, he's, he's, built many things over the years. So, I mean, he's uh, basically background, he was a journalist and then did a lot of in the publishing world. And I mean, uh, he was at some point at the helm of a company and used to take me to work with him. What? And like I'd sit in, in the- The boardroom. Yeah, in the boardroom <laughs> or the corner office. And I would like, I'd be like, okay, this is interesting. Um, so, I mean, he also used to tell me I'll be a surgeon. He'd look at my <laughs> fingers and tell me, you have, you have a surgeon's fingers. And I was like, Dad, I'm not, I'm not doing this. This way before I even thought I would do medicine, right? So and so, I mean, for, for me, I, I mean, he's always been, um, yeah, I, I think a voice in my head um, because, you know, growing up in a setting in Africa as a lady, yeah. you're not always, um, you're not always at the forefront, right? So there's um, that voice that he always used to say, you know, you are, you are good, you know? He'd always like, those was like a thing that he used to say, and you need to walk with your head held up and you need to speak loudly. And I think it's That's a voice great. that really, um, yeah, it stays in you and pushes you through the difficult times. And like, I could do this. Um, yeah, so for sure, um, my dad played a big role in me getting here together with my mom. I mean, I think they've always um, believed in me, supported me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have the same politics? <laughs> do you, do you, you like have similar politics? Like, do you support the same oh, parties? Oh, her face. I see. I, I, I see her face. She's all no comment, but I see the comment. She said no comment. No comment on that one. We don't want to get you in trouble. So we're not going to get you in trouble. I was actually very active politically. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there have been times that we've had interesting conversations. I'll put it on that. That's amazing. But yeah. It's amazing how generations when yeah. things happen like yeah. that, where there's these like like you and but then when they're your family, you know them, yeah. so you can see how they build those opinions and yeah. what it looks like, yeah. and so why you yeah. build your opinions based exactly. yeah. on your life experience, exactly, which was very probably very different than their life experience growing up. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the thing that you understand particularly well in the world? Is there something that you feel certain about that drives that we should like? 
as a people or as Kenyans or like not us as Kenyans, you who are there's our son like is it is Kenya yeah. <laughs> like is yeah, what you know, what are you putting your money behind? Like what what's driving you to move forward? What do you need to tell people? Like is there something you can be certain about? Yeah. I mean I'd say um the future of medicine is changing, you know? I think that's something it's not it's no secret, it's no surprise. And um Technology is really, really going to revolutionize a lot. So this is something that I'm certain about. Yeah. And um, we need to embrace it. Mm -hmm. um, we need to actually make it work for us and utilize it to do the many amazing things that we can do. And if we really um, position ourselves wherever we are, I think um, in um, this um, space, working in the healthcare space, for example, it can really um, lead to amazing outcomes, you know? So for me, um, I am sure that in the next 10 years, if we are um, to actually leverage on te what technology can do, I mean, it will be it will be a different world, like literally. So it's not just about the maternal mortalities, it's really in um, the health space. Uh, in terms of diagnostics, in terms of um, basically, um, yeah, treatments as well. Um, this is this is really something that I am really sure of, and I would, you know, I would actually um, actively, uh, what's the word? Actively promote, actively, yeah, uh -huh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like me encourage yeah. everyone. To, to embrace it and to actually believe in it because I think there's been so much doubt in this space like how would you be able to you know have an impact even in the lowest of the you know when you think of the most rural areas technology is advancing accessibility is day by day changing and so just um, embracing this right now I, I think is um, what I would advocate for. Yeah, especially with satellite internet being making yeah. it available for people in rural areas where there was no cell signal. Remember, when yeah. we go to Tanzania, he's like, there was never signal here. Oh, now like, there's remember signal the here. Yeah, I remember he's the spaces. Like, I'm 10 like, oh, years okay. ago, he said, no, there was no signal here. I was like, it's great now. And so like, and you could just said it, like, when we go see the indigenous Maasai, they all have cell phones. Yeah, they do. You know? And everyone is on their cell phone. Like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. So penetration is increasing. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. That's a good thing. That's good. I think I'm so what do you what do you think the pitfalls are there? What are the challenges to mm -hmm. for that? Like how what are the especially and in particular what are the obstacles were in, in Kenya with that you see with technology reaching people? Yeah, um I think the first biggest challenge is acceptability, right? Um so I would say um, in terms of people just being open to utilizing um, this technology for healthcare, that's that's the first thing. And then in terms of now um, reaching uh, people, you you have to think of um, the the different challenges that are in this space. So for you to have a phone, you need to have access to electricity. You need to have a, or or you know somehow that you charge this phone, right? You need to also have access to the internet. Um, so I mean, I think as I mentioned, those are challenges that are there, 
but are getting better, right? Um, so I think um, definitely in the coming years, even right now, the current Kenyan government, they're really focused on actually improving accessibility to internet and digital solutions. So things are looking up, uh, but penetrating also markets and for them to actually have that trust to accept these digital solutions, I think that that would be the other challenge that I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did really well yeah, for like having us. Like she you know, so impromptu. Impromptu. You were like, you were ready. And we have a new Kenyan friend. I should have been a I know we have a new Kenyan friend. I should have been a TV presenter. Guys. Right. You can, you, you know what? It's not too late. You, you could still, can. you, you can still be over. Not easy terrible, Dr. Oz. But there's like these doctors who are like TV presences now who are like the, the experts that you know discuss whatever they talk about on the yeah. segments of Oprah. Maybe you'll be that you'll be that person. Yeah. Um. At Global Partners for Development, our mission is to advance community-led initiatives that improve education and public health in East Africa. We envision a world in which every East African community has the capacity to implement dynamic, sustainable solutions to the challenges they face. To learn more, visit gpfd.org.